Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today, Monday, um, I'm still actually a little bit sore <laughs> um, from participating in the six-hour Jackalope Jam um, event on Saturday. Um, I don't really know why I'm sore, but because, um, I mean, seriously, I, I think I got in 16 and a half miles. Um, I think some of it is is just that the course out there is, um, I don't think I wore the right shoes. I thought it was going to be um, like smooth and flat and, and it was sort of rocky and sandy in places. And so I think that kind of worked muscles that I wasn't cons- considering having being worked or whatever. Um, um, but anyway, um, but it was a great experience. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, this was held at it. Um, 7L, 7IL Ranch uh, in Cat Spring, Texas, which is, I think, like an hour outside of Houston and about two hours due east of San Antonio. Um, yeah, it uh, and I had a bunch of friends that were out there <laughs> who were doing the 100-hour race. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Um, that was pretty incredible. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, six hours was the least amount of uh, time that you could sign up for, um, just because I wanted to kind of play it safe after DNFing at Snowdrop. Um, I just felt like this was probably my safest um, option. And, um, and I was pretty glad that I did because I have running a lot lately and I, um, you know, <laughs> I think I took on a little more than I probably should have. Um, I think if there had been a three or four hour option, I probably would have done even better, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah, it, it was just this, the course is, um, it's on a ranch obviously. And, um, it's, it's kind of grassy and flat and then it you can hit some, like a driveway sort of thing, like with rocks and then, but you can also cheat a little and go over into the grass and sand a little bit. The sand is not as deep as it is in some places, um, at that ranch. I've run 30 K out there, uh, in the past and it was, uh, pretty challenging because that sand got really deep. Um, this was just enough to make your calves sore, (laughs) but so you go out three quarters of a mile, um, to this cone that is decorated with lights. Uh, Although at that time of day, when I started at 9am, uh, you weren't going to see the lights, but I did notice that. And occasionally people would put, um, stuffed animals and things on top of the cone. I don't know. I, people do strange things at races. I don't know. Go figure. Um, probably, you know, entertain their brains or something, but you go around the cone and then you go back to the start finish and start all over again. Um, so that's how that went. Um, after, after a while I, I started naming the, I felt like it was, it was important to name the cone. So I named him Bob or it Bob. I don't know why it just seemed like a good name. Uh, somebody else may name it something else. I don't know. Maybe some people didn't name it anything. <laughs> But anyway, um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. And I think part of it was, um, was that there was a definite time period so I could wrap my head around it, um, as opposed to just thinking, oh my God, I've got 55 hours to be out here or, you know, whatever to get only a hundred miles, you know, cause you don't really get anything at Snowdrop for less than a hundred miles, you know, um, other than your swag that you already that you get as being a participant um this one i like just because yeah you you could go out and do as much or as little as you wanted um 
again, I ended up with um, 16 and a half miles. Um, I did take some breaks because um, my, I don't know, I'm going to start uh, a Rosti therapy tomorrow because um, my hip is still bothering me, my left hip and uh, or a hip flexor. And so I, I just need to get, <laughs> I need to figure out what's going on here because I don't want to be, you know, having continuing problems or, you know, make it worse. Um, so, yeah, so I've made an appointment for that and I get a massage tomorrow. I know just for that little bit of time, but this weekend I'm going to be doing uh, another race and we'll get around to that in a second. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, I'm some <laughs> trying to take on the things, um, that are important, um, you know, trying to heal my brain and my body. So, you know, this is what happens when you are my age. Um, anyway, um, but what was really cool about this too, is that a lot of the ladies that I had, um, become friends with last week, um, Nevin and Christy and Sandra, um, they were all out there doing the hundred by or a hundred hour race. And, um, and I thought if anything, they were going to need me to support them, you know, cause I just figured, Oh, by then they're going to really be tired and they're going to probably be sick of everything. But if anything, they were the ones lifting me up. Um, they were really, really chipper and, um, upbeat and, you know, supportive and, you know, invited me to hang with them, you know, at their little campsite area. Uh, so I, put my chair over there and, um, you know, hung out with them. And they, they, uh, I mean, they did take, you know, some sleeping breaks and things like that. I mean, that's just an inordinate amount of time to expect one to be on their feet. Um, and honestly, by that, by the time I got there, a lot of people were walking. Um, I did start off trying to run, um, then kind of went into my one, one intervals, um, that I should have probably done at Snowdrop, which is probably why that race fell apart too because I didn't do what I trained to do so that was dumb but anyway hey you learn um and then after a while I was just starting to ache a little bit and so I was just like mm. it was it's harder than it seems let's just put it that way the the course is a little harder than it seems yeah it's flat ish um but I think over the course of six hours I got 420 feet of elevation gain so there is something out there um I mean, it doesn't feel like, you know, San Antonio style hills or rocks or anything like that. So there's that. Um, but yeah, so I, but I did after a while, um, when I'd finish a loop, cause my car was really close to the finish line and, um, I had my cooler with Topo Chico and Diet Coke, um, sitting in the back of my car. And so, and I also had my, um, what do you call it? The, uh, Theragun. Jeez, I had to think about it. Um, yeah, and I had that, and so I was using that <laughs> just to try to uh, ameliorate the uh, achiness going on. Um, and again, I think I attribute that just to not running as much as I usually do, just because I've been, you know, it's kind of been hurting, and I don't want to aggravate stuff. Um, I just want to get this addressed. So, um, but anyway, but it was really uh, it was just a really cool experience, uh, being out there. Um, and again, I think the, the thing that makes this one a little bit more mentally fun for me, um, as opposed to snowdrop and not that there's anything wrong with snowdrop. Snowdrop is just not for me. Um, unless I do like a relay or something, which I might do this year, but, um, it was just cool because you're just passing people constantly, you know, you're, you're seeing people coming and going, you know, and, you know, and it's a short, amount of time. So you're, you're, you know, making friends out there. I mean, I talked to a few people and, uh, ran into a woman, um, 
who was in the six hour race and was also having uh, some hip flexor issues too. And uh, so we kind of cheered each other on when we passed by each other, you know, in, in opposite directions and, and whatnot. And um, I think she got in 19 miles or something like that. Yeah. She got in, you know, I think one, at least one more loop than I did one or two, I can't remember, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but I definitely was not at the bottom of the, you know, uh, achievement list. So <laughs> there's that, um, you know, for some reason I get really touchy about that. I don't want to be DFL. And, um, and when I finally did finish, I, uh, <laughs> I told Cal, the race director, I said, well, I said, finally I did a race where I didn't have to DNF. <laughs> and he gave me a hug and a really nice guy. I really like him. He's kind of got a vibe like Chris McWaters and, and some of the guys over at Tejas trails. Um, yeah, I mean, for being out there as long as he was, you know, I don't know, man, that, that, that would be punchy at that point. But, you know, I guess it's just a different vibe and you just have to sort of adjust your brain, you know, to how you want to make that work. But, and again, I, I really did not want to quit. I mean, I did have to take breaks because, again, I was kind of feeling it and I was just feeling, I, I didn't eat enough. And I think that was also a problem. I, um, <laughs> they, they had a food truck there and I thought, no, you're, you know, you're not doing enough to, you know, warrant going to a food truck, you know, just eat the stupid PB and J, you know, and I had a little mini bag of Cheetos <laughs> two weekends in a row. I don't know where this is coming from. Um, yeah. So I did that and, um, you know, just has a couple of snacky things, but I mean, for really being on your feet for that long, I probably should have eaten more. And, um, and then toward the end, I was like fantasizing about eating a hot dog. Don't ask me why. Well, I'll tell you why. Um, I think in one of Trot's races, trail racing over Texas, um, I think it might have been Alamo City Ultra uh, a couple years ago. They had uh, hot dogs out there. And my God, that was just like the greatest thing ever. Just like, you know, pieces of hot dog. I don't think there was even bun. There might have been bun. I can't remember. But it was just like the perfect mix of like salt, fat, you know, protein, you know, <laughs> limited. Um, but it was just really good, you know, and, and um, I was really fantasizing about getting a hot dog from the food truck. And then I later found out that they did not have hot dogs anyway, but and much to my horror, <laughs> the food truck left before I finished the race. I was like, no, no leave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I started, I know it's so stupid, the things you think about when you're out there running, but I was like thinking about what I was going to eat when I got home that night. And um, Vivian, one of my friends uh, who's been on this podcast before, had brought over a ton of produce uh, for my, as part of a birthday gift last week. And she brought me um, some vegetables from um, Central Market, which is the high-end um, part of HEB and they're very, very picky about their produce. And she gave me this, uh, amazing, uh, spinach. And it's not even like that stuff that you, you know, get like in a, a little bundle or even the stuff that's in a bag. I mean, this was like pulled out of the ground, you know, big honking pieces of spinach. And I started thinking about it. I know what a weird thing to salad, you know, but, but then I started thinking, I'm like, I've got eggs, I've got vinegar, I've got bacon. I could make a spinach salad. So then I started thinking about that. <laughs> oh God, the things that motivate you. But, um, which I did make a spinach salad that night and by damn, it was good. And I ate the rest of it yesterday for breakfast. Um, there you have it. Um, 
but uh, but 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 I did eat something also. I know people don't really care about this, but I'm going to share it anyway. I just stopped and get gas on my way home, and then I um, uh, stopped at a Burger King. Good God, you know, just got like, a little cheeseburger and fries, you know, because I thought, okay, I've got to eat something because you know, otherwise, I didn't want to wait until I got home because um, again, it's like a two-hour drive, and it was really pretty hungry, so I ate that, and then. Later on in the evening, I made my spinach salad, which was just freaking great. So people, I highly recommend that. That's good for you. Um, probably not the bacon, but, you know, I did kind of mix it up. I had some regular bacon and some turkey bacon in there. So <laughs> anyway, um, and I'm going to make some more this week. I think that might be a new go-to meal. Um, but again, my hat is off to the ladies uh, from the San Antonio Off-Road Runners group, um, they were just amazing. Nevin got in 156 miles and she was like in her place, man. It was just like, she discovered that she loves this kind of race. In fact, I'm going to get her on the podcast. Um, if she'll talk to me. Um, yeah, she was just out there and just, I mean, she was shuffling, but she didn't stop. And I mean, of course she stopped to eat and maybe sleep a little bit. Um, I mean, I wasn't there long enough for any of that. I mean, I did see her eating, but, um, and then, uh, you know, I talked to her for a little while off and on, you know, it's like, I didn't want to take away too much of her mental energy. Cause I was like, so how's, how's the, uh, what mile are you at? And you know, how, you know, blah, 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 you know? And she's just like, I'm not looking at, at time. I'm not looking at miles. I'm just going. And I'm like, wow, that's a really good way of looking at it. <laughs> and then um, Sandra and Christy and this other woman, Monica, uh, they all got in, um, I think 103 miles all told, uh, which was again, pretty freaking amazing. And uh, Sandra was just, I, she's just so upbeat. And I found out she's from the Valley originally. So here we go again, all roads lead to the Rio Grande Valley. Um, but yeah, she, um, yeah, was just really, really chipper and, you know, supportive and, um, Agatha, um, who has been on this podcast before was out there, uh, doing the 24 hour race with her 11 year old daughter, Aurora. Aurora is amazing. She's just like her mom in a lot of ways. Um, Aurora had told me a few weeks ago that she was going to do a 50 K out there. And I'm like, wow, I don't know what the record is for a person under, you know, 13, you know, finishing a 50 K, but I'm going to say she's definitely, you know, in, in record setting territory. Um, and by God, Aurora and Agatha both got in 33 miles and, um, Aurora was just always so upbeat and funny and, and just, you know, she's got her mom's tenacity, you know, and, and Agatha is always smiling and just always compassionate. She was probably one of my very first friends that I made in that group. Um, years ago and uh you know and she's turned into being quite the ultra runner and um you know kudos to to everybody that that you know helped me with my feelings and and keep me you know keep my spirits up um because when it was getting toward the end i was like do i just want to do one more loop or do i want to do you know and monica's like dos you're gonna do two more i'm like okay and you know the funny part was is then things stopped hurting <laughs> I think it's because you know the end is near, and so you're just like, oh, hell yeah, this is great. I, I'm happy to, to, you know, finally be done with this. And, you know, not that I was tired of it, but it was just sort of like, ooh, yay, you know. Um, 
And I did. I went out there and I finished about 20 minutes before the cutoff and I contemplated doing another loop. But then I thought, I'm not going to be able to do a mile and a half in 20 minutes. I mean, <laughs> not at that point anyway. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, you know, just kind of chilled and then, you know, went back and got my medal and uh, that was that. But uh, but yeah, what a great experience. And, and I'm already planning to do it again next year. Um, I just, yeah, I... I ended up liking that race a lot more than I thought I would. And um, it was, it was just really uplifting. And so I was really glad. Of course, midway through this race, I'm thinking to myself, oh God, I have to go to the Rio Grande Valley this weekend for Mesquite Fire. Um, and I'm signed up for, that was my cat. Sorry, he's making sounds. Um, I'm supposed to be doing the uh, Mesquite Fire 30K. I just kept thinking, oh my God, you know, you got in, you know, just under 17 miles in six hours here, you know, how are you going to feel doing 18.6, you know, next Saturday? I'm just like, oh, I think I'm going to end up doing maybe the 20K. And I was going to text uh, my friend Louisa, who I'm going to be hanging with, to, to tell her the news, but she beat me to it yesterday and called me. And she's like, I just want to make sure you're still doing it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about just doing the 20K. No, you can't you know, we're going to do this together. We're going to walk it. I'm like, oh, okay, Louisa. <laughs> She's probably one of the only people I, I will allow to bully me <laughs> into doing something like that. Um, yeah, she was my trail BFF down there and um, I haven't seen her in a while. So I, it'll be fun to catch up and yeah, we'll, we'll be hiking it. And, you know, she's like, and I can probably go a lot faster if I'm with somebody. I'm like, good. You know, you know so we may try walk run for a little bit see how we do um and we're also <laughs> talking about so this is the other thing too it's like we're like the two older ladies out there and we we you know we're, we're friends with the race directors and so um she's already asked robert one of the race directors um if we can start early because <laughs> i think the race starts at seven and i think you have to be on your final loop by 11 so i'm thinking the race probably ends at noon um this way, if we start maybe at 6 a.m., we'll finish. I mean, we aren't going to be eligible for awards or anything like that. So it's that's not, you know, important. Um, I just don't want to, you know, DNF or get pulled or something like that. I mean, unless there's a bone sticking out. Um, and God help me. Um, yeah, so God love you, Louisa. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hate you next week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so I'm getting a massage tomorrow. Uh, so that'll hopefully loosen up the legs and then starting this arosti journey uh tomorrow as well um you know just trying to get myself healed um i did drop down in the uh flying pig uh, from the half to the 10k only because i had to change my plane ticket a little bit they had changed my my uh, times on my um uh inbound and outbound flights to this, like these ridiculously early and late times and i'm like oh no you know and so I changed them to a little bit more, you know, realistic times or times that I found more appealing. And, um, and it kind of shortens up the trip a little bit. And I thought, well, you know what, I'm just going to drop to the 10 K that way I can spend more time with my family and, you know, and it's also my nephew's birthday that day. So, um, so I think that's, you know, so that is the, the new plan for that. Um, what else I did? I think I mentioned that I signed up for prickly pear 15 K, um, March, I think. Yeah. Something like that. And, um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, nothing too crazy on the schedule. Again, this is my year to just sort of throttle it back and, and do some other things. Um, so there's that. Um, also, <laughs> shameless self-promotion. Um, if you get Discovery Plus, you can catch me um, on uh, an episode called The Girl with the Star Tattoo, um, it's the, uh, Playboy Murders, uh, it's a new series, um, and Holly Madison's, like, the executive producer of it, I didn't even know she was attached to this thing, um, I went out to, uh, Fort Lauderdale a couple of months ago, and was interviewed by them, and just watched the episode this morning, and, uh, I was so surprised by how good it was, um, sometimes when I've, I've done these kind of shows, because again, I'm, I'm an ex-police reporter from Fort, you know, in Fort Lauderdale. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, these, these shows will call and ask you to be part of, you know, so you can be the reporter, you know. Um, the last two, I've, or the first two I did were, were, the first one was okay. It was just a little campy because they had, they called it swamp murders and they had like this swamp, you know, um, CG'd behind me, you know, for the interview. <laughs> and the second one I did I don't know. I just felt like the producer was just making me say things I didn't want to say, um, you know, and, and, and just trying to feed me lines. I mean, this, this one, I, I was fed a few lines, uh, and things like that, but I, I but it felt better. You know, I, I felt like this producer I worked with was really professional, um, very charming guy who's from England and has a you know, kind of a very cool accent and, you know, just ex-journalist. So, yeah, we kind of bonded and everything, it's, but it was nice working with him. And I was very relieved that I, you know, didn't look like a moron or something <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. The last one I did, it just looked, I don't know. I just felt like this producer I was working with the second last one, um, I don't know, didn't really make me look my best or, you know, didn't light me very well. <laughs> so this one, I'm so grateful to the production crew for making me not look horrendous. Um, I mean, I look like me, but you know, it's, it's acceptable. <laughs> you just never know what's going to happen to you on these, these sorts of things. So anyway, if you are so inclined and want to watch it, it, like I said, it's, it's a really good, I'm going to probably watch it again. Cause I was really impressed with, um, how well done it was. It was kind of empathetic and compassionate and, um, you know, and, and sometimes these shows don't come off that way. They're, you know, and I don't really like watching those kinds of shows, probably because I spent so many years doing that stuff for a living or just covering this stuff that, you know, the last thing I want to do is sit and watch more, you know, of that. I mean, that part of my life is behind me and I really don't care. But, but anyway, uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And so I, I can, you know, give a thumbs up on this one, but, um, Anyway, uh, so I'll probably report back next week uh, about um, doing or about, you know, my experience doing Mesquite Fire. And then I think I've got some other people in the pipeline for um, other interviews and whatnot. Um, oh, by the way, shout out to Vincent Atunez, who I think I'm going to be interviewing soon. Um, he uh, is the creator of Trail Toes. And I got this three pack of different kinds of Trail Toes. Um, when I did Snowdrop, but I never had enough, I never got to use them because I wasn't out there long enough, but I did smother the, the cream on my feet and I put it on my chafe prone areas. And let me tell you, that stuff worked. I was in great shape, no blisters. So 
hats off. And I think he mentions, I asked him if I could be an, or what I had to do to be an ambassador. And he said I could be one. So I was like, cool. So <laughs> you'll probably hear me plugging that from time to time, but it's worth it. It's good. It's really good. And um, he's an interesting person. It's like, he's sort of like this mad scientist. It seems like creating this stuff. I'm so sorry. That's my dumb work email. I should probably shut that off. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time.